It's a low-key video game podcast. My name is Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. Uh, Brendan, you are faced with a big decision. A big decision, because big my decision. name online on the PlayStation Network is B. Bigley with an extra Y at the end. Oh, is there an extra Y? Now I see why you want to change it so badly. <laughs> B. Bigley! Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not bad, but if you have you have shared with me so often how much you want to change it yeah. that I, I understand, like, I have to respect your decision to want a different PSN name. Yeah, I made I made it in, I think, 2009 or 2010 when I got a PS3 and was like, I'm going to play through all these PS3 games, none of the multiplayer, because I only play multiplayer on Xbox 360, so, like, that's fine over there, that name is great. I just made like whatever name I wanted on PSN, thinking that I would never ever be playing online with other people, essentially. And that's where B Bigly came from. The reason I think the extra Y got to me, like that's when I understood why you wanted to change it, was I put myself in your shoes and I imagined if I had a name that was just like Shilger with two R's, so it was like Shilger. Yeah. Like, I hate that. I hate that. Like I hate it. I want to change it immediately and I don't even have it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's bad. And honestly, every single year at E3, I, I make the same joke every year whenever I'm watching E3 with people, just like Sean Layden, he's the guy that runs PlayStation at the moment. Um, Sean Layden could get on stage, he could say, hello, welcome to the Sony PlayStation E3 20XX conference. Starting today, you can change your name on PSN and then leave. He could leave the stage. And I would be like... <laughs> Standing ovation. The best the best E3 of all time, everyone. This is all I've ever wanted. Yeah. And like they announced it kind of with no fanfare earlier this year. They said, like, hey, this is coming out eventually. And then the other day, they officially announced it. You can change your name for the first time for free. And then I think it's like 10 bucks to mm. do it again after that, which is fine. It's whatever. Yeah, that's I think how much Xbox costs. Also, here's here's the thing. I have I have three points to make. One is reassurance. Two are caveats to your current situation. So okay. there's two challenges and one reassurance. The, okay. the, the the recipe for any good story. Yeah. The reassurance is that B Bigly honestly isn't bad. It's your name. I love you. I love your name. Wow. It's not you. terrible. You yeah. are not dealing with like moon, uh, full moon ass boy sixty eight. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's how full <laughs> moon. <laughs> S boy sixty eight actually is great. <laughs> this happens to me all the time. Wow, my voice is going crazy. <laughs> What's going on this episode? <laughs> okay, what is happening? This happens to me a lot where I try to think of a bad example and then I think of the best thing ever, yeah. which is Full Moon Ass Boy 68. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, excuse my reassurance. It's no longer that B Bigley isn't that bad. It's that you are nowhere near Full Moon S Boy 68. Yeah, and I, think no I, one need, else I think is. I need something in between there. That's, that's, that's our new spectrum, right? Like the bottom. Right. The... <laughs> so, so, now, so now we know that if you. I can't talk. I literally feel like I'm under the weight of the presence of Full Moon Ass Boy 68. I can't. 
fabricate an additional thought. It's as if that was the last. I'm some kind of weird angel that had one thing to say in this realm and then could never speak again. And like my feet can't touch the floor even. And it was that. <sighs> Jesus yeah. Christ. You're Prometheus giving fire to the humans. We've cried with laughter on this show, but that felt like a burst of just like every, like I saw all of human history like end, like beginning and ending with Full Moon Ass Boy 68. <laughs> like the minute I get killed in Apex Legends by someone named Full Moon Ass Boy 68, I'm like, oh God, I need, this is it. Like I, I'm free. <laughs> wow. Um, oh my god! Immediately okay. list the PS4 on eBay. Yeah. So if you want to change your name to Full Moon Aspo 68, you have to risk like a lot of data corruption and a lot of like what you, you had the list of like things that could go wrong. Yeah, There's a wait, long okay. list so of it. So they they announced this ability <laughs> to change your name and then simultaneously released a list of all of the problems that arise when you do that. So here here are the things. This is verbatim. If you change your online ID, you may encounter the following issues. You may lose access to content, including paid-for content that you may have acquired for your games, including add-ons and virtual currency. You may lose progress within games, including your save data, leaderboard data, oh, and progress man. towards trophies. Your previous online ID may remain visible. Okay. that's So it may not work, even. Yeah. Parts of your game doing. and applications may not function properly, both online and offline. You may have permanent game issues as a result of the online ID change that cannot be fixed with a revert back to your old online ID, which, by the way, is still visible sometimes. Unreal. So I guess the question now is, is the risk worth the, like, Adam reaching out to God struggle yeah. to become Full Moon Boy 68? <laughs> which which I am glad we both non-verbally decided just is the name. That <laughs> is yeah. obviously what it's changing to. That's and the thing. We were, we were planning on that being the beginning segment, but, like, we just immediately stumbled into the, the name. Yeah. You have a great story about how you got... It's not even a great... It oh, just is a story about how you it, got no, your name. It's like the problem. Profit a full moon ass boy. I feel like it's not quite on the same level, but anyway. So yeah, on um, Xbox 360, I got in like 2008. I was but 18. <laughs> I was choosing my Xbox Live name. I guess my. I don't want to say the phrase gamer tags. I feel like I say gamer tag, and I am handed a a a chill glass of Mountain Dew. I can just like feel it coming my way. Um, I had to choose my online name and I wrote something dumb or irreverent like yogurt or something or like yeah. just something very default like testing the waters to see what they have and whatever I entered they didn't have but they right. offered some some recommendations based on what I wrote which weren't at all based on what I wrote. They're yeah, like, I think they just take words and just place them together. Yeah. So they said yogurt's already taken. But how about skin tight alloy? <laughs> and I saw that and I and I said yes. Like absolutely how could I say no to skin tight alloy? I feel like <laughs> any name I choose after that, I would be recounting the tale of, of what, what my online Xbox name would have been, which was skin tight alloy. It's perfect. Unreal. It's a perfect Unreal. name. It's a perfect name. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But it is unsettling. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> I just, I just imagine playing Apex Legends, getting killed by somebody named Skin Tight Alloy and being like, oh, Skin Tight Alloy, oh, just, hey, what is that? and then like, all of a sudden, you... like, my brain comes to a screeching halt. It's like, it's like a bus that just got stopped immediately by running into something. And then I go, whoa, 
God, what does this mean? Yeah, skin tight alloy is four syllables that mean nothing. Yeah, it's. It, <laughs> I wonder what what game of of chicken we can do with this. Where like, how many syllables can you say nothing with <laughs> in a uh, PSN name? Yeah, full full moon, moon, moon ass boy sixty eight. <laughs> the A is really. What messes me up because like you knew you know based on everything before the number you know what they were going for right 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 and then they just shy a little bit away from it yeah (laughs) I'll never tell (laughs) I'll never tell look in the sky is it a full moon yet (laughs) I think I think I would run the risk of getting complaints against my name and then they would make me change it again but like is it worth having the name full moon ass boy for as long as possible you know you know what you know what I actually do now that I've had some time to step away from the lore we've developed and kind of like look at the name objectively. Mm-hmm. I think Fumud Asboy, and I think this is this might just be representative of the of the person I'm becoming as I get older, sounds like an old person trying to guess what like modern curse words are. You know, like <laughs> you kids are always calling each other like you know, like <laughs> House records, and, you know, like whatever, like meaningless phrase they're trying yeah. to dig up. Fumun ass boy sounds like that, but like he's the perfect version of that. Yeah, you kids, um, <laughs> your skin tight alloys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what happened to the new generation with all their skin tight alloys? <laughs> this is um, a weird episode. So it is. It is worth mentioning that that. When you change your, or when you try and change your PlayStation ID, it does do the same thing where it gives you a bunch of recommendations. Like I have the page open, I've had the tab open for like days now because I just keep, whenever I'm bored, I just keep going and hitting refresh on it and just reading the new ones. Like right now, I have Sickly B, which is really good. That's really good. Gaudy Ticket. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> gaudy, gaudy Ticket and the way you shrugged there was <laughs> impeccable. I yeah. loved that. Ooh, gaudy just, Ticket might be the best one. Gaudy I really Ticket's like good. That. Yeah. Yeah. Gaudy uh. Ticket. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I guess, like, and now I'm just sort of trying to figure out, like, what makes a good name, you know? Right. I think I think it is like the perfect balance of intrigue and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what is the gaudy ticket? Yeah, yeah, gaudy ticket. Like skin tight alley. Like what is this? It's yeah. such a it's such a concrete and strong lead in, and then you're like, are you a knight? It's like what are you? Like what's the brand here? Like. <laughs> <laughs> are you a knight or are you like a it's like basically a like saying kind of figure like it's just saying like huge helmet is like you know like yeah. giant metal boots it's like okay like, <laughs> giant cool. boots giant metal boots versus body ticket oh my god okay i just i hit refresh again magical soup awesome uh, no <laughs> not for you not for you <laughs> I think it's just me becoming. Oh my God. Wait a second. <laughs> All right, lay it on me. Come on. Okay, it's it's the Nickelodeon mashup we've all been waiting for. Everybody's wanted it. Every as soon as these two shows aired, everybody was like, "There's got to be a crossover here. What is it? What is the best version of this?" I can't wait to introduce you to Sponge Funny. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> this so 
earlier when, when we thought we came up with the best name ever, we couldn't stop laughing, right? Like it was a constant. Yeah. It was a constant stream of having to talk about it and to say it. I literally like the moment you said sponge funny which i almost <laughs> feel like i'm not sacred enough to say out loud again i had to turn away from the microphone and just cover my mouth which yeah. was gasping i gasped like sincerely it has to be sponge funny it's sponge funny is really good the thing is i can't like i won't be able to deal with it playing with you like sponge seeing the notification sponge funny has joined the party will make me dizzy every time i see it i will have this reaction every time what you need though is like your avatar has to either be like Doug with SpongeBob speech, which is horrific, or vice versa. Yeah. But that almost seems too limited. I feel like Sponge Funny is way more than the sum of its parts. <laughs> I think it's it, it is it, it ha- that's it. That's it. Sponge it has funny. to be it. Sponge Funny. Uh, so I, I'm keeping a list now. I have Full Moon Ass Boy 68. <laughs> <laughs> And I should just see if that's available, right? Like while while we're here. If it's not, I don't know how I'll feel. <laughs> I love typing this in. I feel like I'm. <laughs> you just you just put on a on a list somewhere. I feel like I just decrypted some runes and like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ascend. Full moon ass boy sixty eight is available and you costs zero dollars to change to. It's worth nothing. You you Google full moon ass boy sixty eight and you get like a letter in your inbox like ah like one of the chosen. Please meet us at this multi purpose room at eight o'clock. <laughs> oh my god, what a journey this has been in our first twenty minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna have some fun with this. We should have some fun with this. I think we should have a vote amongst mm-hmm. our friends and fans. Uh, I love this. If you're if your name should be Full Moon Ass Boy sixty eight or Sponge Funny, yeah, I think I think it's let's let's open of up good the floor evil. to anyone, any ideas at all. I I have no darlings here. You know what I mean? Like you can give me whatever comes to mind, and I will try it. Like I will try everything on for size. The only thing that I wanted to get but isn't available is Hey Gamers. I tried to get Hey Gamers, <laughs> and that wasn't a thing that I could do. You can't win them all. You can't win them all. I wonder if uh, the Nintendo Wii is available. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> I would love to be the Nintendo Wii on PlayStation Network. It's not. It's not available. Somebody else is doing it. Wow. You can't win them all. Anyway, let's open this up. If you listen to the show and you follow us anywhere, please feel free to hit us up any way you want and, and help me come up with a new PlayStation <laughs> ID. Yeah. I think I could see the poll being... Sponge Funny, Full Moon, Ask for 68, and then other ideas. You can just add them. Yeah. And those can be voted as yeah. well. I love it. I love that. Great. Well, we'll find out who you really are. Yeah, it really is like a... I have to I have to look within, you know? It's that scene yeah. in The Force Awakens when, when Rey touches the... Oh, no, in The Last Jedi when she touches the, the reflective yeah. thing. And know? she's snapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really cool scene. That's, that's me snapping repeatedly to the beat of whatever... <laughs> Full Moon Ass Boy 68 is as a song, I guess. Or Sponge Funny. <laughs> oh, where's the green sweater? Same green sweater every day. Sponge Funny. <laughs> oh, man. I've improvised some fun songs on this show, but never has it stumbled into pieces more than whatever that just was. Um, oh, should goodness. we take a break and then come back and talk about more video games? Yeah, let's reflect on what we just did here and then move on. Yeah, that sounds good to me. 
All right. See you in a, later. See you in a bit. <laughs> later. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Uh, hello from the break. Hey. Hey. We alluded to, not even alluded to, we just straight up asked last week, hey, does anyone want a Discord for this podcast? And a lot of people said yes. And I simultaneously asked on another podcast I do about Tara's house uh, called No Script at All, which you should check out, if they wanted a Discord, and everybody said yes. So we made a Discord for basically all the shows on the network, which is only two currently. But you can now go to bit.ly slash TWG Discord and join us. There's a whole bunch of people in there. It's very active, and it's very fun already, which is rad. Yeah, it's it's great. It was really... Uh, my first experience was getting tagged several times by AJ, and then you writing, like, I bet Steven doesn't even have the app, which I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been a really fun time so far. It's kind of insane how big it's already gotten. Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> but it's very cool, and we're excited for you to join us if you haven't already. Yeah. I Full disclosure, I don't really use Discord at all. I use Slack mostly for everything, even like my friend groups that I chat with. Like we have a Slack for that. I don't really know how Discord works outside of the things that I've already done on it. If there's anything that you, dear listener, know about Discord that I should know, if there's anything you want in the Discord server, please let me know. Do not hesitate. We are taking requests, as it were. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, and the, the main incentive too is like we we've had a lot of fun on the few streams we have done, like hanging out with all of you who listen, and, and that's been like a really positive experience. So I think making the Discord is kind of a continuation of that experience, which we're excited to have. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right, let's go back into the episode. Let's do it. Welcome back to the podcast. Into the aether, we're flying through space. Now, I know I said last time, Brendan Bigley with two Ys. Yeah. God, the guy knows Minecraft. He knows, like, his fingernails are pickaxes. His head is a block. He's <laughs> just, like, digging up dirt, looking for diamonds, and boy, does he find them. He knows Minecraft. But if there's one thing Brendan with uh, Brendan Bigley with two Ys in his last name knows more than Minecraft, it's Star Wars. The guy knows Kit Fisto's backstory. He knows Droopy McCool's instrument of choice. He know is that a character, Droopy McCool? I have no idea. Are you the one that knows everything about Star Wars Googling, in this bit? I might be is, the one that is Droopy McCool not a character that you just invented in your own head right now? Is that a real thing? I am googling it. I think he's in Max Rebo's band. No way. Star Wars. Droopy McCool. Oh my god, yeah. Droopy McCool. He is the uh he kinda has a bit of a pig snout. Oh um, my god. He almost looks like Sigmire from Dark Souls if Sigmire took off his armor and like And looked exactly his, the same. His flesh was exactly the same and had a pig nose. That's Droopy McCool. And he, he seems to play the uh, a clarinet esque instrument. Oh my god, this is amazing. Droopy McCool. That's also a good PSN name. Yes! It is. <laughs> Adding it to the list. Droopy McCool. There's someone named Deep Roy. I'm going to Google that. Deep Roy? Wait, wait, who's Deep Roy? Oh, it's the actor. It's an actor. It's the actor that plays Droopy McCool? Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm on this whole thing. Does Deep Roy play Droopy McCool in Star Wars? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, he's a... Deep Roy played the Oompa Loompas in Charlie the Chocolate Factory. He's done a lot of stuff, it looks like. Awesome. Back to Star Wars. Uh, Brendan knows yes. Star Wars like the back of his hand. He knows everything about it. Uh, tell me everything. I know everything about Star Wars. I... I... <laughs> Every single thing. Uh, and I also know, hot tip, that there was a trailer released this week for 
the new Star Wars movie coming out at the end of the year. It's called Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Did you watch the trailer, by the way? I did. It was cool. What do you I'm think? Excited. Were you into it? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I cared about Star Wars until I was watching the reveal stream. And then, like, the guy that plays C-3PO got out on stage and did the voice. And I was like, oh, my God. It's him. <laughs> I had that with, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had those moments throughout the course of this new trilogy quite a bit. Yeah. Because I kind of, my thing with Star Wars was, like, I was obsessed as a kid. As, as most kids were mm-hmm. like seven-year-old Steven I think actually was like akin to that bit I just did about you like I knew everything yeah I I knew all the I knew like Bib Fortuna and all the weird stock <laughs> characters and uh yeah I just want I, a Star Wars name as my PSN ID now Bib Fortuna is also great yeah he's like Jabba's major domo basically love it or actually Salacious B. Crumb is my favorite awesome Nope. He's the so weird pet that like yells on Jabba's lap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think I actually know a lot. Anyway. Um, yeah, you very much do. I knew a lot as a kid, and uh, I think Phantom Menace came out when I was nine. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really old enough to like register what it was. Like I remember probably liking it, but like I don't have any memories with it. Yeah. I, that was around the same time they re-released all the originals on VHS. And even with that, I don't even remember really like I just liked having the movies on. I just liked the the vibe, yeah. you know. And then the then I saw Attack of the Clones when I was eleven, and I remember that was the first time I saw a movie with my with my family. Or afterwards, my mom, who's usually like after every movie, is like, "Oh, that was so fun. We had a good time." Was just like that movie sucked. <laughs> like, it's out loud, and it kind of I just felt like kind of bummed out by it. Uh, even at that young age, I didn't really yeah. know like why. It just didn't really hit the same notes. And then I didn't see Revenge of the Sith until like years later on TV when mm. I was like homesick or something. Yeah. So I kind of walked into Force Awakens being like, I mean, whatever. Like, if it's bad, okay. And if it's great, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, like we have been down this road before if it is bad. And if it's good, then that's exciting and awesome. Yeah. And I loved it. And I loved Last Jedi. And I am excited for the new one. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember when when Force Awakens was coming out, I just thought to myself like, mm, Disney spent so much money on this property that there's no way it can be bad. Like there's so much at stake on this movie, like it has to be good. I kind of thought like yeah. there was literally no way that they would let it come out if it wasn't good. Right. But, you know, always playing the odds there. Anyway, I watched that trailer for Rise of Skywalker. It was like, cool, this is great. I love Star Wars. I'm back into it. And immediately went home and purchased Star Wars Battlefront 2, which is a game that came out last year, I believe. Maybe two, maybe two years ago. It might be two years ago at this point. Yeah, but anyway, closer to two. I remember when they announced that game originally. I played the first Battlefront, um, I should mention. And obviously the PS2 ones. Loved those. Amazing. Um, oh, I love the PS2 ones. I yeah. could go, hey, I can go on and on about that if you want. <laughs> Um, we'll get to it. I played the the first EA version of Battlefront. Thought it was like pretty good. Like I had a pretty good time. It was basically just like dice making a battlefield game in Star Wars. You know, so it was like sure. beautiful. Everything sounded and looked amazing, and like was kind of arcadey and goofy and kind of what I wanted. There was some like weird stuff with power ups and whatever, but like whatever. It, it was fun. It was a, it was a stupid good time, and uh, I enjoyed playing it. But when Battlefront Two came out, everybody was like, "Hey, this game is really rough. It's like really problematic. There's like a lot of pay to win stuff in here. It is not worth sixty dollars. They're trying to charge you constantly." For for other things even though you already paid 60 bucks for this maybe steer clear of it 
And I did. Even though I was really interested in the campaign, I did not play it. I did not buy it. And then at E3, if you recall, last year during the EA press conference, there was like the Battlefront 2 apology tour where they got out on stage and like straight up were just like, oh, we goofed like really bad. Like all these loot boxes are bad. All this stuff is bad. We're going to start releasing a bunch of things for free now. And I was like, cool. okay. so without that pay to win stuff. I'm kind of more interested in the game. And I just checked kind of on a whim the other day to see how much it costs. And the game is like 25 bucks now. And I was like, no brainer for me. Like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pay 25 bucks and like at least play the campaign and probably feel pretty good about it. And that's what I've been doing. I have not played the multiplayer at all yet. I've just been playing the campaign and the campaign is really interesting. I have some like major problems with it, but it is also so tight just in terms of it feels like Star Wars, like a triple A Star Wars single player exciting adventure game a lot of the time. Um, mm. it, it starts, so just to give you like a little bit of a background, you play as this character who is the leader of like an Empire Special Forces team called Inferno Squad. And and she <laughs> she manages... Sorry, that's very, that's another good PSN name. Inferno Squad. <laughs> Yeah, she she it's like her and then two of her subordinates that you're like always hanging out with. And the game starts with you in a prison in on like a rebel ship. And you wanted to get caught. Apparently, I should say she she wanted to get caught um, and basically breaks out of the prison. And then you are put in the first person camera and then you just spend the next like 15 minutes like just ripping through rebels like slaughtering rebels and she's like yeah this is the best i fucking love this like isn't this rad like this is the star wars power fantasy you've always wanted like you're you're a badass now it's like no man this feels really bad i feel like a terrible awful person and the character (laughs) loves doing this i felt so uncomfortable during this scene like there was a point when i was like i might just stop playing this altogether right now yeah yeah and i i almost always play as the rebels in those games yeah and like and it's like it's fun to play as the Empire too, but like for that reason of guilt, and also for the story to like be acknowledging it and kind of like dwelling on it is is a little weird. And being like stoked about it, like this is yeah. our exciting beginning of this game. Like this is what we're we're starting you with. This is the the first impression we want you to have is that you are a badass stormtrooper, kind of like elite going and fucking up rebels. Like okay, that's that's gross though yeah i don't like that's kind of like if a lord of the rings game began with you as a big orc just like wrecking the shire <laughs> just yeah. for like a few minutes yes, that is what it feels <laughs> like know? like stomping on pumpkin farms and like drinking mead yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're like so that that also sounds like it sounds great to be honest. <laughs> i thought of another good idea Anyway, that's the thing. I keep I keep looking back on this first mission and thinking to myself, like, am I judging this game unfairly in thinking that in feeling uncomfortable about that that scene? I feel like if that wasn't the first scene, you would feel differently. If that was a scene that like, you know, because I think a lot of games have the play as the good guys and the bad guys. And like a lot of games kind of address. I mean, this is a much bigger topic, but I always think about Undertale in terms of doing like the bad routes, but the game kind of acknowledging that you're doing it more out of curiosity than wanting to do this. And it sounds like what Star Wars Battlefront 2 is doing in, in your 
perception of it is it is leading with the bad route and telling the player like this is what you wanted right yeah <laughs> which is yes. probably why you feel gross rather than like if there was just a mission where you played as an empire agent and fought rebels it would probably be very different if it was like later in the game or with like a better uh, or different sense of objective or yeah. tone so yeah. i don't think you're being unfair the the story is like not so subtly hinting that you are going to become a good guy eventually like, like oh i see she and her squad seem to continually end up in these situations where they're starting to question the orders of the empire and like are they into this it takes place right after um right after the second death star blows up it's like right at the end of of, of jedi so like you are there on endor like trying to take out the han solo squad like taking down the the shield generator and stuff and then you're like haha we're gonna do it we're gonna do it we're gonna beat the rebels it's great we're gonna take them out and then suddenly death star explodes you're watching it from the bottom of endor which is like an amazing scene it's beautifully rendered and stuff you know yeah. like that moment like watching it from the forest moon is like wild to watch and then the empire just like gets worse basically it's like okay there's no emperor here so everybody in the empire is just like trying to come up with their own weird shit and trying to like let this empire live on even without the emperor and without the death star and, and all this stuff and they just become worse they become more terrifying and terrible and it causes Causes this squad of of elite stormtroopers to like question their orders and question the things that they're doing and say like one of the uh, one of the like pivotal scenes uh, early on. So I don't think this is a spoiler, but it's kind of early on. Is um, you play as Luke Skywalker for a minute for like <laughs> one mission? Like it just cuts to Luke Skywalker and you're running around this planet. You got your lightsaber and it, again a weird disconnect here. But like there's a ton of stormtroopers in front of you and you're running around ripping up these stormtroopers one by one by one just like taking them all out and then you make your way down into this cave and one of your guys from from the squad from like this elite like evil squad is trapped in like amber or something down there he like tripped and fell and like got covered in like a weird like cement kind of thing and he asked luke skywalker for help and then luke cuts him out with a lightsaber and then the guy's like why did you help me and luke skywalker's like because you asked because you asked for help. And he's like, okay, well, you just killed everybody I know. And Luke is like, well, they didn't give me a choice. I'm like, all right, man. I don't know if that really holds up, dude. <laughs> like, I was talking to oh, one of my yeah. friends about this yesterday. And I, I was just telling him about this scene. And he was like, yeah, it's like they're trying to treat Luke Skywalker like he's Jesus. And he's like, super. Like, you did just murder, like, a hundred <laughs> stormtroopers on your way. Saving one guy does not make that better, you know? Right, right. And, and also implying that all they had to do was ask. Right. If, if one of those stormtroopers was like, hey, could you not kill me? And Luke goes, thank you for asking. Of course I won't kill you. Did you ever play um, Knights of the Old Republic, the old Bioware game? Uh, yeah, I don't really remember it, but I definitely like watched friends play it a lot. I just I thought of there's a character who's this. I think his name is Kalo Nord. Let me just check that real quick i could say anything and i feel like it could be possible <laughs> yeah uh Kalo nord he is a bounty hunter in the first knights of the republic game kind of the precursor to mass effect if anyone's not familiar but yeah it was a pretty big deal at the time but anyway he <laughs> his like his moral code is that when you talk to him he'll say go away if you keep talking to him he'll say one if you talk to him again he'll say two and then he'll say three and he'll attack you and usually win. So like the first time you see him, he's in a room of people where there are these, it's like a low level gang of, of aliens trying to confront him. And they're like, you know, talking, insulting him and egging him on. 
and he does that and he kills all of them and then you can choose to talk to him and he does the same thing to you if you press him but like yeah that guy is showing a more consistent code of morality than luke skywalker yeah in battlefield 2 because <laughs> you know it's like at least you know you have three chances it's not just i didn't have the intuitive uh foresight to know i could just ask luke skywalker to not kill me right. obviously these are like we're not like actually expecting that but that is a weird scene it is uh, it is a super bizarre scene. Yeah. And then and then proceeds to be like, okay, Luke, why are you on this planet? Oh, I felt the force coming from here in some way, shape, or form. It's leading me down this cave. Why are you here? And he's like, Well, I know that the Emperor's like private stash of goods is is hidden <laughs> down here. And they're like, Okay, well, we're gonna work what together. Is in then. that stash, like old baseball cards and like chewed gum. Dude, so you you the two of them decide to team up and they're gonna help each other get into this stash and and there's like a bomb or something that like the the special forces guy knows how to how to get rid of, and while he's like diffusing that, a bunch of bugs come out, and then you spend like for real ten to fifteen minutes as Luke Skywalker slicing up small bugs with a lightsaber, just like uh, pressing R1 and R2 over and over again. And like, that's the whole mission. And then you get into the, the stash and it's like just a bunch of old droids. And Luke's like, oh, this compass is very nice. I'm going to take this. And then leaves. And then that's it. And then that's like the big exciting moment for one of the three special forces people is like, I met Luke Skywalker and he didn't kill me. So now I'm a rebel. Like that's, that's the oh, arc. Oh, yeah, that's you know? kind of weird. Yeah. If anything, I feel like he should become a bad guy. I feel like he's more fodder to to go harder on the Empire side after what he had been through. Yeah. He saw Luke Skywalker kill all his friends and then bat away a few mosquitoes and leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why you joined the rebellion? All right. Yeah. I mean, hey, they could use all the help they can get, you know? Yeah. The slicing up bugs as Luke Skywalker, like that's the that's the thing that you're gonna have me do as Luke was like, Just like unreal. Uh, I love the image of him batting away like flies and mosquitoes with the lightsaber like near his face. Like, oh, shoot, get out of the way. Yeah, uh, it, that's what it feels like. It really, I was laughing as I was doing it because I was like, there's no way that this was what everyone wanted. Like, this is, yeah. this doesn't appeal to any person. <laughs> it's really bizarre. All, all that to say, you and I are not, like, we are pretty, like, we have fun with, Star Wars and and like seeing it go in new directions, so we're not like it has to be this. But Luke batting away mosquitoes is like okay, maybe this could have not been it. Yeah, like, yeah. Maybe this isn't the go-to move for for Luke. <laughs> it's really strange. But like all that having been said, the the story arc for Iden Versio, like the actual protagonist of this game, is kind of interesting. Like she starts off really fucking evil, and like the the thing that kind of turns her or changes changes her mind is like a really horrifying thing that she has to like grapple with and make like a really tough decision and decide like do I recognize the empire that I signed up for in this thing that is happening and and the answer to that becomes no and then you become a rebel and like that jump from like she makes that decision to you are a rebel and you're like flying around in space with Lando Calrissian is like really goofy like it's really yeah. goofy it's immediate yeah. and just happens with like no pomp and circumstance at all but that said, like that arc is kind of interesting to watch, uh, sure. regardless, and and I think it's an interesting story to try and tell, even though it starts off with that weird mission, has the Luke Skywalker bit. The game is pretty fun, um, and honestly, there is literally to me no cooler thing I've ever done in a Star Wars game than flying around in Battlefront Two. 
the space mm-hmm. combat missions are like so rad and it feels and sounds and looks so good and meaty and like badass. Not that like I'm constantly looking for like, I want to feel like a badass in video games, but like as a kid who grew up watching Star Wars, being able to like fly a TIE fighter around or an X-Wing around in space and like dogfight for real and have those like fucking movie moments where it's like, there's somebody on my tail and then somebody else like comes up. It's like, I got you. And like they say some stupid line, like as soon as they take the ship off your tail, like that stuff rules. It's yeah. really, really cool. So like That's Battlefront awesome. 2 achieves the Star Wars fantasy occasionally. Um, and when it does and it clicks, it like is badass. Like I just did a thing where I was like walking through an encampment on an Imperial owned planet and just like watching what it's like to be a citizen as I'm like walking through this town, like seeing what it's like to be a citizen in a planet owned by the empire is like horrific. It is yeah. really scary. And it's, it, it's kind of like the beginning of this moment for Versio where she's like, I think this is bad. I think yeah. that I'm, I, it's, it's the fucking, um, the Mitchell and Webb look skit. Like, it's, oh, yeah. oh, are we the baddies? <laughs> like we have skulls on our hats. Are we yeah. the bad guys? Like that's the moment for her is like, I think that, <laughs> I think that we're bad guys. Yeah. And then she looks around. Everyone has like a scar over their glowing red eye. And like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Maybe I could have picked up on this sooner. Yeah. Everyone's name. Everyone is named Darth or Count. So like, <laughs> <laughs> we say hello by hissing and we drink the blood of Wookies. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe we are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can never kill a Wookie. I, I just refused. <laughs> I usually play as a Wookie. Yeah, that feels crazy. My. My experience with the PS2, Star Wars Battlefront 2, that's a weird game. It almost feels like unfinished, even though it's great. Yeah. Like, there's, there's this, like, you could start a match. So the way the way it works, <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this. The way it works is, it's similar system, like, you capture points, and, like, you can respawn at the points you capture, and there's sort of a tally of, like, number of troops on each side, and I think whoever gets to zero first, or whoever captures all the bases for a certain amount of time wins. I still never really fully got the details on that. Yeah. Matches just kind of came and went, but it's a lot of fun. But as you play, you're playing as, depending on the level, you're either the Empire or the Rebels, or clones of the droids. Um, and... <laughs> Though honestly, it's sometimes fun to play as uh, in the prequel worlds, even though like I'm oh, not yeah. super into that. But <laughs> uh, such a silly episode. Anyway, as you play, eventually they'll ask you if you want to play as a hero character, right? Which like depending on the level can range from you know Count Dooku to Darth Vader, yeah. uh, or Grievous is actually probably the best, honestly. Yeah, um, but every once in a while you are Han Solo and you just have a pistol. You're and, just like, a guy with a pet. gun. Voiced by someone who is like astonishingly not Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who did the voice of Han Solo was like, I'm here, Han Solo. <laughs> Hi there. Yeah, it's like, howdy, Bart. <laughs> my name's Han Solo. You can tell because I got my vest on. The Emperor is also very fun to play as, but. Uh, oh, yeah, the Emperor is great. His, his entrance line is, I am here and I am not amused. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite thing is they when they ask you if you want to play as those characters who are all extremely overpowered, except for maybe Han Solo who runs around with a gun. Mm-hmm. He's just like a guy in a vest with a gun. Yeah, uh, who like almost says Gorsh. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. They sometimes ask you that, like at the beginning of a match. They're just like, "Do you want to play as Darth Vader?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, there's no downside. Why yeah, would I say no? Right. Yeah. My other favorite thing is your squad mates will just randomly talk during the match, and for some reason, the line that always got to me is this one rebel soldier going, "Fixing the turret." Like, <laughs> he was such a surfer, dude. He's like, yeah, "I'm gonna fix that turret." I'm like, "There's so many." The emperor is like dancing with lightning in in the middle of our our battalion you can fix the turret later yeah <laughs> it was a great time fixing the turret looking back i haven't played those games in years but like i had a lot of fun with them and yeah. the idea of having like a actually like well-made modern version of that is appealing to me yeah i'll probably skip it to be honest because i don't really like gravitate towards those games as much as i used to but it sounds really fun it sounds like it is doing what it set out to do for you and now that all we're past all the kind of problematic shit you can enjoy it for what it's worth yeah yeah that was kind of always my my strategy was like when they announced that they were going to start making the Battlefront games again and EA and DICE were going to make them, it was like, oh, my God, this is literally the dream. Like, this is actually yeah. the dream. And then they came out and they were, like, so kind of, like, riddled with weird microtransactions and stuff. Not – again, I I don't want to dunk on microtransactions too hard because, like, that's the reality of, of the world at the moment. Like, it is so expensive to make games, especially games that look and sound and play like this. Sure. That like you have to find some other way to monetize in a lot of instances, I think. But that said, Battlefront 1, I don't think like achieved the thing that made me love the original PS2 Battlefronts. You know, like it was pretty and fun to play for the most part, but just like wasn't the power fantasy that I I think everybody kind of wanted. And I don't know if 2 is that either because I haven't played the multiplayer. But at least I know that it's not like pay to win. You know, which is the bad version of microtransactions. You know, that is yeah, exactly. that is the worst case scenario. Like you can implement them in a bunch of different ways that don't prey on people, but like once the game is pay to win, it's like, okay, you literally went the worst direction you could possibly go. It's like the one thing nobody wants. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think we we've touched on that topic quite a bit on the show of of I, I think there's a lot of people kind of raise red flags whenever they hear microtransactions and like you said it, it kind of sometimes is required yeah um not not to settle for it but also not to like to look at what it is providing you know I think oddly enough you mentioned Fortnite which I haven't played but you kind of have pointed out is sort of how you can maybe do that where. All yeah. the items are entirely cosmetic. There are different ones for sale every day. And that game makes more money than anything. And right. it's not kind of preying on people either for a pay to win or for any kind of gambling addiction. Right. I mean, there I guess are no loot boxes thrill. or anything yeah. in that game. Like it really just is you just buy the thing when you're looking at it in the store if you want it. And like that's the decision you have to make. You know, yeah, it's not uh, am I I was, playing the odds <laughs> buying loot boxes so I can get the thing that's in the store. It's funny then to look at Apex Legends and see like they obviously have loot boxes and a kind of Fortnite-esque store. Yeah. But like nothing for sale is good. Like We've talked about this. Like, yeah. The, the skins in that game are like green and they might like shine a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, or you get a voice line going like this is going to be a fun match. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to buy a loot box occasionally there's something really rad but like and i guess they had to keep it a bit more muted than say overwatch yeah because overwatch is just a more kind of cartoony art style but like something like it's almost like you and i both bought the battle pass and we're like what is this like this yeah is, i feel like, like literally a- every time you and i play apex legends now it is the two of us laughing about the next thing we're gonna unlock <laughs> yeah in the battle pass it's like 
Oh, cool. I got a season wind tracker for caustic and a mirage frame called funny bones. Like I'd rather have nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pay you to get rid of this. Yeah, it's it's interesting the the trajectory of that game. I feel like right now we're in like a very kind of like valley in terms of in terms of like a peaks and valley situation with with Apex Legends where like the battle pass came out kind of underwhelming. Like the response online was like, "Oh, okay. I guess that's it." you know and then yeah. octane came out and like octane's cool octane's like probably my second favorite character to play as after lifeline yeah. but like i mean he didn't change up the game at all there are no weird strategies you have to employ when you're fighting an octane you know yeah uh, the same way it's like okay i see a caustic trap around here like i should be careful or like oh my god i just heard like the bloodhound ult go off like everybody watch out like okay octane's gonna run real fast yeah, or and put a trampoline in the middle of the swamp. Right, and then <laughs> like, launch himself know. away from you. It's like, okay, well, I guess I guess that's it. You know? Yeah. Um again, love playing as Octane, but like Yeah, he's very cool. That oh, yeah. that was I think the moment that everybody was waiting for. Like, remember when they added the first Overwatch character and it was like, Holy shit, the whole game's different now. Everybody's team comps are switched up and like you can't achieve the same thing in Apex Legends, I think, but you can definitely do something more interesting than what we got. Um Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think it, they seem to be playing like a little bit safer than maybe they should. Yeah. I mean th- the thing about with me with me with that game is that game is as I've discussed on the show, pretty far outside my normal go to genre. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy at how much I've enjoyed playing it and playing it with you. I, as you know too well, when I play that game, I just sort of zone out and talk to you. And it just sort of like, it becomes a Gibraltar running sim. Yeah, me. you like, and I have this like flow that we get into <laughs> where it's literally just the two of us talking about anything and just dying as soon as we see the first person <laughs> that shows it's, up that's not in our squad. There was one, like, I didn't have any weapons, and I was just running as Gibraltar, like, along the, like, edge of the level to the Breath of the Wild soundtrack. And I'm like, this game is, this is what I want. Like, <laughs> just an yeah. island explorer game. I feel, yeah, there's, the, the specific point that we always hit is, like, you, you can always tell that we've hit that point in the night when you and I die immediately and do not even comment on it. We just keep talking about whatever it was we're talking about. So like, oh yeah, so so in fifth grade, I had um, I had Mr. Mo <laughs> as my homeroom teacher. And then uh, every now and then there's a, like a, a sharp moment of lucidity where like, oh my God, that was awful. We were the worst one. <laughs> or team 20 out of 20. Yeah, full moon ass boy. Full moon ass boy 68. 68. But yeah, I mean, I think with microtransactions, it's more about the intention and the execution than just them existing at all. That's yeah. kind of my thesis on that. Yeah, I think so too. Cool, man. Anything else you want to uh, bring up about Star Wars? I don't think so. You want to wrap up? Yeah, maybe maybe we should wrap up. Um, let's wrap up. Cool. You want to do your thing? Sure, yeah. Hey, thanks everybody who listens to the show. People have been sharing it a lot more recently, which is really cool. So thanks everybody who's been doing that. Um, yes, absolutely. If, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Into the Cast on there. We also have a Twitch account that's at Into the Cast, or just it's called Into the Cast. I don't know when we're going to be streaming next, but you can look out on Twitter for it. Um, you can join the Discord. We'll also post in the Discord whenever we're going to stream. That's again bit.ly slash TWG Discord, um, all lowercase. So that's that's a cool thing. If you really like the show, 
please write a review on iTunes. That'd be very cool. But that honestly doesn't matter as much as you just telling somebody else that you think it's a good podcast. Um, just telling your friends about it is the best way to share it. As I do every week, I echo all of Brendan's sentiments there. Uh, the show means a lot to us, and it means a lot that people are enjoying it. And that's really it. I mean, I'm really excited to see the Discord grow. Uh, there's a lot of fun channels in there. I've enjoyed seeing everyone's pets. A lot of... <laughs> Good dogs and cats. I might throw in a picture of my tortoise just to spice things up, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of wild. Get some reptile love in there. Yeah. But yeah, um, we'll be... Yeah, I'm not sure when we're going to stream again. Probably not for the next couple weeks, at least for me. Um, Though we might do a thing where if, like, one of us wants to, we could do that. I don't know if we both need to be there every time. Um, Yeah. So we'll we'll play... We'll we'll talk about that amongst ourselves. But yeah, thank you. And Brendan... Uh-huh. Uh, I guess we're having the vote about your name. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. Well, Don't goodbye. make me sign off. <laughs> well, goodbye. Have a great week. Have a good week.